0: Welcome everyone here this morning. Should we open up 175?
1: We humble our hearts in a word of prayer. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for this privilege of gathering around your word, this privilege of freedom and openness. We ask that you would give us wisdom to use this wisely. We ask this morning that your Spirit would be in our midst. That it would open this word richly to the speaker And open our ears that we could hear it And that our hearts could be refreshed We ask that in your wisdom and your knowledge Of all of our hearts and lives That you would provide what is needed Necessary for our comfort, correction, encouragement We ask that you would be with our nations, that you would be in our community, that your spirit would lead those men who are in those positions of leadership. We ask that you would bless us with men that would be looking for your guidance, for your wisdom. We ask that you would give each of us faith, and that you would give us hearts that would look and seek for your leading and guiding, and that we could walk, that others would have a hunger to look for Christ and find that need for salvation through Jesus. We thank you for that Christ that you sent for us. We ask these things in Jesus' name, who's taught us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever. (coughs) Amen. Shall we continue with 124? Thank you.
2: see everybody out this morning. Beautiful morning again. We gather, often I'm sure we gather to see our friends and loved ones and acquaintances, but we want to keep it in mind that we gather in and under the Word of God, as Shane already mentioned, to be around the Word. I think we sometimes take it for granted living faith for granted and don't realize how important it is to stay close to this word the the world doesn't know this word not, not familiar with it don't spend time in the word this word I mentioned the other night how Brother Carl Judy used to say that through the hearing of the word we're taught to repent of our sins and I was giving it that much thought at the time and that's maybe 25 years ago I thought I'm going to look through the word and see where he gets that from not that I was doubting when he said but it doesn't have it in that many words, but it's, it's there often and many times that we are to spend, spend time around this word. For a text this morning, I'll read from the 12th chapter of John, 23rd verse through to the end of the 36th, reading these words in Jesus' name. And Jesus answered them saying, "The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall, in, fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone, but if it die, it bring forth much fruit, bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am there shall also." My servant be, if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven, saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said said that it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This he said, signifying what death he should die. The people answered him, We have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. And how sayest thou, The Son of Man must be lifted up. Who is this Son of Man? Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have the light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus, and departed, and did did hide himself from them. Amen. Greetings of grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father. And from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, be multiplied to each one gathered here this morning, now and forever. Amen. If we look into the first part of that chapter, it's a long chapter. We see that Jesus had performed that miracle where Lazarus came to life and he. it's not exactly in, in this chapter but it's, it's before this it takes place but it says but the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus so they were having problems with this, with this miracle and they were having problems with people following Jesus because of that miracle and, and here we see I uh, can't seem to find it but they they were they were having problems because they say they're saying the whole world is going after Jesus. So Jesus comes into Jerusalem and and those of you who were in the Bible study the other night you can see how how some of our our uh, studies led to my taking this text, but he came into he came into Jerusalem riding on a on a colt, the foal of an ass, and that's predicted way back in Zechariah that he would be a lowly king coming into Jerusalem. He didn't he didn't come after the thoughts and ideas that we might have that he would come in pomp and glory and splendor. And we see that his his spirit is troubled. He comes into Jerusalem the last time. And and if you look at the at the Gospels, there's sometimes half the whole book of the of the Gospels is is written after he comes into Jerusalem. Much much teaching in these things. Oh yeah, here it is, as I was looking for it. For this cause the people also met him, for they had heard that he had done this miracle, speaking of the miracle of, of Lazarus coming to life. The Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing? Behold, the whole world is gone after him. Well, we know that it, it speaks of of the Pharisees' attitude and, and that they, they actually... Put Jesus on the cross for envy, Jesus spoke with power and authority, and says not as, not as the scribes and Pharisees so they, they, they spoke I think it's backed by scripture I could say that they spoke with with human understanding and hum, human wisdom and, and they, they did lots of studying the scribes wrote out the scriptures they knew Probably every word that was written there, but things were not opened up to them. and when Jesus came along, this uneducated man and even as a boy we see he was twelve years old, speaking and discussing the scriptures with elderly men, and they were amazed at his understanding we have to we have to acknowledge and know and understand that that he was given these things of God. He, sa- he even says that everything that he does and says, um, it's, it's, in the, uh, it's actually in the end of this. He, starting at the 44th for, fourth verse, I'll read these things. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on, be, on me, but on him that sent me. He that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness if any man hear my words and believe not I judge him not for I came not into I came not to judge the world but to save the world he that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken the same shall judge him in the last day we see in the in the uh, that such a well-known verse, John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And then Jesus says that he didn't come into the world to judge the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And here he says, and we might, we might think that we're going around in circles, because <laughs> here it says, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. So Jesus didn't come here to judge anyone, but he came to save us. For I have not spoken of myself. We, we, can't, we can't comprehend how God sent his son into the world who was, who was God and man. But Jesus understands us because he was part of man and part of God. He understands us. He forgives us our troubles and trials. I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. So Jesus says, I didn't come into this world to condemn the world. And yet, and and in that, just after John 3.16, it explains it. And I, I guess I've mentioned it many times. Through the years, how how man condemns himself. The it's a, Jesus says this is condemnation. Light is coming to the world, and men love darkness rather than light. That's that's the condemnation, and and that's the word of God. God, God gives him what he should say and what he should speak, and I know that this commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So, Jesus is troubled when he has to go into Jerusalem for the last time, we might say. And we know that there's different places in Scripture that, and uh, parables and things that happen to Jesus. And, and it, it ends by saying that his time was not yet come he has these experiences and, and lessons he teaches us and somehow he just leaves he leaves the scene and it says that his time has not come here it says his time is come jesus answered them saying this is a text i read the hour is come that the son of man should be glorified
1: and if we in our
2: carnal understanding and thinking how it is that Jesus would be glorified we don't come up with with the uh, story of the Easter story we wouldn't come up with a story like that that he would be rejected of men spit upon, slapped cursed Uh, Pharaoh or the uh, not, not Pharaoh but who is it? Pilate, sorry. Pilate seems to be defending Jesus and he asks the Jews, Well, what what is he being accused of? I haven't found anything anything that he would be guilty of death. And he, and he goes through these mock through the mockery of a trial and the crown of thorns and, and his disciples leaving him. And, of course, death on the cross. Does your mind go that way, that this would be the way that Jesus would be glorified? But he says, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He gives us an example that any of us that have... have, uh, seeded any kind of seed whether it's in the garden or in the field or or a potted plant or anything so it's easy for us to understand that this seed has to be put into the ground and and i'm sure most people know that for a seed to grow they can sit sit dormant for i don't know how many years i think i think they found seed in the pyramids that wheat and stuff that has grown has sat for four or five thousand years. Napoleon, when he went through Egypt with his armies. This is sort of beside the point. He he told his men that four thousand years of history looks down upon you when they when they rode by the pyramids. So Under the right conditions, I think there's a place in Norway that they collect seeds from all over the world and they bury them in some mountain vault that has exactly the right temperature and exactly the right moisture content, and these seeds last and last and last. Jesus says that if this seed is not put into the ground with proper, he doesn't use those words, but with proper temperature and moisture content, it lasts for a long long time it does nothing when it's put into the ground it says except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abideth alone the seed dies and it sends forth these little hair roots into the ground looking for nutrients and moisture and he says it brings forth much fruit otherwise it abides alone it, it it accomplishes nothing one little seed uh, of wheat or something if, if an individual was to eat it it wouldn't accomplish very much but when this seed is planted and takes root it says it bringeth forth much fruit he that loveth his life shall lose it lose it and he that loveth he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Well the word the word tells us that no man hates himself. But this doesn't this doesn't mean that we have to look at ourselves and, and hate ourselves. It means that we are to look up into heaven in the face of Jesus, we might say. And we're supposed to put aside things of this life our our natural wants and cares and desires in this life. And, that, and that's not always easy, if, easy for us to do because the world around us supplies us with a living. We have, we have to realize that, that it takes a certain amount of our time and energy to, you might say, put <coughs> food on the table and put shelter over our heads, food and clothing and shelter, the three essential things we need for, for life. We are in this world, but we're not of this world, the word tells us. It says, he that hateth this, his life in this world shall keep it unto eternal life. So we have to look above and beyond the things of this life and realize and have that type of faith that, that God is looking after us. And I know that many many people throughout history have struggled for the bare necessities of life. And I'm not saying, I'm not putting that down at all, that they have had to work hard and struggle for these things. In this Western world, it seems like people don't have to work very hard for the, for the bare necessities. And then we start wondering, what can I spend all my extra on? What can I do with all my extra? Well, it's a blessing of the country, a blessing of the land, and a blessing of Christian societies when we have so much extra. So, it's, it it goes from, I guess it goes from us, we might say, spending all our time for the bare necessities and having that as a trial, to us having too much in this world. And that can be a trial. He goes on to say, if any man serve me, let him follow me. I think it's in the sixth chapter of John. We be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over Him. For in that He died, He died unto sin once, but in that He liveth, He liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. That you ye should obey it in the lust thereof; neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. This is, this is talking about everyday life for us. Which which direction do we choose to go? Which which direction are we going to allow God to lead us? We can, we can make decisions and, and make bad ones. Neither yield yourselves; neither, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God. As those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over ye, over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. What then shall we sin? Because we are under, not under the law. Of, pardon me. What then shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace. God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are, to whom ye obey we give in to to wrongdoing, we're a servant of that. If we yield ourselves to that which is right, then we're followers of God. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, as servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked And this is something that's hard to understand sometimes. But God, be thanked that ye were servants of sin. Why would we be thankful for that? We're thankful for that because in the presence of this word, it tells us what we are. Makes us aware of what we are. But ye have obeyed from the heart that, that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. We've had this word come into our life we're in the presence of this word we've been able to yield ourselves not not by our own understanding but by the leading of the Holy Spirit we're, we're led to believe that try as we might we can't follow after these things but God can lead us in these things we, should, we, try, to, we try to accomplish the things written in the word and, and we're, we're, we find ourselves coming up hopeless If any man serve me let him follow me where I am there shall my servant be if any man serve me him will my father honor God blesses those that can take this word we we take this word into our hearts and lives and pray that God would lead us pray that this word would be our guide and stay we could hang on to this Jesus says, now is my soul troubled and, what, troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for, but for this cause came I unto this hour. We can, we can see the two sides of Jesus here. We can see him complaining. Uh, I don't know if that's a good word to, to use, but he, he's, he's obviously under duress here. He says, Father, save me from this hour. And we know in the Garden of Gethsemane he prays the same thing, that this cup would pass. This cup that it speaks of in the, I believe it's in Revelations, this cup which is the bitterness of the wrath of God that he had to drink. And we sing in that song, that alone he drained the bitter cup and suffered thus for me. His soul is troubled, and what shall I say? He says, "Father, save me from this hour." We see that the man side of him there, and in the next few words we see the God side of him there. But for this cause came I unto this, unto this hour. First he says, "Save me from this hour," and then he says, "But this is why I came into this world." so we might say he tops that off by saying father glorify thy name the name of God will always be glorified we see throughout throughout the scriptures how how most of the Old Testament speaks about the children of Israel and how they came close to God and then they, they drifted away from God and and bad things happen. They come close to God again, and good things happen. They're given bad leaders. They're given good leaders. And it's it's the nature of man. And it's we we can feel it in our members. Each one of us as individuals. The the battle that it speaks about when the when the children of Israel go through those hundreds of years that are covered there. So Jesus cries out with this with this twofold thing that he's struggling with that he, he would wish that the father would take this from him and yet this is why I came here he says glorify thy name don't glorify my name as he says in the first of this text I read the hour has come that the son of man should be glorified here he says father glorify thy name Then came their voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and I will glorify it again. I guess I only have to look at myself. And some of us are getting on in years. And realize how how easy it is as we go through life to to be seesawing back and forth. Something that I might want to do or think or... Promote or something that God would want to promote in my life. We go back and forth. We're not always glorifying the name of God. We see we see through through history, people in general. One nation rejects God, and another another nation receives God, and and we we wonder how how God can bounce around like that from. And, and somebody I think Beth mentioned it in Bible study how, how Bob Matthew had been to some of those places which are in Turkey now and that some some of those congregations that Paul began only lasted about 50 years and they died out so this word doesn't affect everybody the same way people rejoice and we see that in the parable of the sower how how some some seed goes on different types of ground and, and the birds pick it up it doesn't do anything at all and another type of ground the people rejoice and then when trials come along they leave it leave it aside they, they, they lose that that's the nature of man I'm going to read here from the eleventh chapter of Matthew, and it just so it just gives a a kind of a a picture of that how how some rece- receive the word of God and some reject it. The eleventh chapter of Matthew, 20, 20th verse and on. Then he then began he to upbraid the cities wherein most of his mighty works were done, because they repented not. Woe unto thee, Chorazin! Woe unto thee, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. For some reason, these these cities Jesus was in and, and did mighty works, they didn't receive it. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at that day, at the day of judgment, than for you. And, were, and, and thou, thou Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have be done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. Well, we know what, what Sodom went down for. This, this homosexual thing that is becoming so prevalent and it's, it's uh, about the most terrible thing that man falls into. At that time Jesus answered and said I thank you O Father Lord of heaven and earth because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so Father so For so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light instructions there for us to come to this word and hang on to it stay with it so when Jesus cries out glorify thy name then came there a voice from heaven saying I have both glorified it and will glorify it again and the people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered others said an angel spake to him so when we hear when we hear this voice you don't have to cringe and think that it's thundering. And I, I think of my dog there. He, my quad is is not very high, and he's somehow able to squeeze himself under that when he hears thunder. And, and he has a hard time getting in and a hard time getting back out. He, it's so little room under there. But this is what this is what people do when they hear the word of God. They cringe, and they, it sounds like thunder. It sounds like something. Something I can't explain. Something I can't figure out what it is. It's just, it's just terrible. I'm sure that's what my dog thinks of thunder. He can't explain it. He doesn't know what it is. And and I've noticed lately that if I throw a five-gallon plastic pail on the ground and then booms, he acts like that's thunder and he cringes and doesn't know what he should do with himself. Others heard it differently. It says, others said, an angel spoke to him. It's interesting, the same voice. We hear it differently. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Jesus didn't didn't need any instruction. He didn't need any teaching that we need. We need teaching and instruction all the time. And then speaking of his forthcoming, uh, going to the cross and dying, and suffering and dying, and all those things, he says, now is the judgment of this world. I like to think that this judgment, and I, 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 I believe it's scripturally sound, his judgment is that enlightenment of the Holy Spirit that is given to anyone who will come to God. <coughs> we, we, with our carnal and natural thinking and understanding, and we see people across the world, they, they think it's the right thing to do all kinds of crazy things, fall into sin like you wouldn't believe, murder people, go to war, all these things. That's, that's natural understanding. The Holy Spirit doesn't lead us into those things. When Jesus suffered and died for our sins and conquered death, hell, and the devil, and all, all that is wrong, judgment comes into this world. That we realize this is right and this is wrong. now is the judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out the battle against all wrongdoing was won You read in Revelation how Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels and Michael prevailed that's what happened I believe it started in the garden of Gethsemane And then we see Jesus appearing with those two disciples on the way to Emmaus.
0: Such a beautiful story.
1: Excuse me. One of the most beautiful stories in the scriptures.
2: they're talking and they're sad and they're depressed and he's, he asks them why he knows why but he asks them why but don't you know what's happened in the last little while all these things and he says what things and they tell him and then it's late and they ask him to spend the night with them And they offered him something to eat. And it says when he, when he broke bread, he blessed, blessed the bread and broke it before them. Enlightenment came to them. And they realized, this is Jesus. Judgment had come to them. They now knew right from wrong. I know the rest of their story. They couldn't sleep. They went to the other disciples in the middle of the night and and then Jesus appeared with them. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. We see there in the In the Easter story how the one man says truly this was the Son of God. When he saw Jesus lifted up on the cross. This he said signifying what death he should die. So then there's there's a little confusion here again. Because these people thought that Jesus wasn't going to die. People answered him we have heard out of the law that Christ abideth forever. How sayest thou the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this son of man? Here they're talking to Jesus himself. Who is this person you're talking about? Jesus reveals himself that way that we, we have to be in that spirit of, of need and that spirit of wanting to know the depths of, of the teachings of Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you, Walk while you have the light. We see that John bore witness of that light. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of that light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus says, a little while longer, and the light will be with you. Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. Value this time, he's saying, that I am with you. He that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. And we know there's, there's parables in that, that the man that is blind leads another man who is blind and they both fall into the ditch. While ye have the light, believe in the light, that ye may be children of light. That's the instruction he gives them for their for their question. Who is this Son of Man? He does it. In, he does it in a kind of a roundabout way, and, and that, that I believe it's so that people give these things thought. There's things in the Scripture that maybe say it comes right out and says it, and there's other things that that are that are explained this way. Walk while you have the light. It makes us think about things. While you have the light, believe in the light. We know that believing is the most precious of all things. That you may be the children of light. Being the children of light in a dark world isn't always a comfortable place to be. But this word does... Give us that assurance that he will be with us, even unto the end. These things spake Jesus and departed, and he did hide himself from them. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we continue at
0: 272? Oh, sorry,
1: 249. Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered on the of his father was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the correct and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, a Holy Christian church, the communion of saints forgiveness of sins, resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray with and for them who will now partake of the Lord's Holy Supper. Lord Jesus Christ, thou bread of life, grant that thy holy communion may be a blessing to all those who today shall partake of it, that through the power of thy body and blood they may be receive peace and comfort to their souls and be strengthened in faith, love, and a lively hope of eternal life. Amen. Truly, it is meet, right and blessed, that we should at all times and in all places obtain such a deed, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who on the same night in which He was betrayed took bread, and when He had given thanks, He broke it, and gave it to His disciples, saying, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which is and which was and which is to come, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us all pray as our Lord Jesus Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, king. thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, the power, of the glory. Forever often the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you. the True body of our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you. True of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed for the of True blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of sins. of our Lord Savior Jesus Christ, for the remission of of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of your sin. Receive the true
2: blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, shed for the remission of your sin. May the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for His gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim His suffering, His death, and His glorious resurrection, until He cometh again. Arise and depart in the peace of the (laughs) Lord.
1: Lord, Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you. The
2: true body of our Lord Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you. The true
1: body of our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for you. and
0: for the remission of your May the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus
2: Christ preserve your bodies and souls unto eternal life. Amen. Praise the Lord for this gracious gift of which you have partaken, and proclaim his suffering, his death, and his glorious resurrection until he cometh again. Arise and depart in the peace of the Lord.
1: The peace of the Lord. We thank thee, O Lord Almighty God, that thou hast refreshed us to this day. And we beseech thee that thou of thy mercy would strengthen us through this communion and faith towards thee and in fervent love toward one another, through Jesus Christ, thy dear son our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost Everyone, God, world without hand, offer. Humble your hearts before God and receive his benediction. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Ghost. Amen. two seventy two. someone who's able to have Bible study? Friday. First or Thursday. <laughs> so, Bible study will be at Georgia Mass Thursday, 7:30. 272.